0: I'm
1: going to you. Do, 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 do,
0: do, 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 Anyway, okay. Are you ready?
1: Mama made me mash my M&M's. Me made my mama. <laughs> Wait a minute, we should be doing
0: the good one. What is um
1: La 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 la, la. la. <laughs> Like Sister Act? La yeah. la 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 <laughs> God, I love it. Uh
0: welcome to One Foot on the Ground. Uh, My co-host here is Ashley.
1: That's me, and uh and I'm with uh Johnny.
0: And I've aged tremendously.
1: I mean, since our last recording, <laughs> um, just a couple days. Today, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and today
0: we are uh, going to discuss the brilliant work of cinematic wonder that we call the little. Wait a minute, is it the Little Shop of Horrors or just Little Shop of Horrors?
1: Little Shop of Horrors. Little. 1986. Which we're going to get into that. <clears throat> oh well yeah that's we're gonna get into all the things (laughs) yeah that's uh why we why we why we set up this meeting (laughs) exactly
0: also i'm hoping that you have tons of factoid information about this film because i want to know things and i didn't look it up uh why
1: (laughs) (laughs) well because i figured you would know god because it's damn it john one of your favorite films It is one of my favorite films, but it can be one of my favorite films without little facts. Really? You know what I was trying to think today? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was trying to recall the first time I saw this movie, and I do not remember. I don't either. Do you either. remember the first time you saw it? No.
0: Yeah. I, I do know that I I didn't watch it like everybody else like when it came out and all that kind of hoopla. And I think we've mentioned on an episode maybe i just text you about it. i can't remember jason was re-watching well not re-watching i don't think he'd ever seen it before but he was watching the show head of the class which okay. was on in like the 80s and 90s i think and in one of their episodes they do a a, a performance of little shop of horrors for their school and it's crazy because they do quite a lot of it in that episode um So that was my introduction to that. Was seeing it on that show, and then I was like, "Ooh, I want to see that," or whatever. But I don't remember when I actually watched. It was probably when I worked at Hollywood Video, and I just took it home one day. And it was that was in what nineteen ninety nine, I think. So it was somewhere around there, probably.
1: I. Don't remember the first time I saw it, but I remember loving it and I still love it. Uh but I remember the first time I made my friend Robin watch it because I used to make her watch scary movies all the time and she hates scary movies. And <laughs> Little shop of horrors is a bit more on the lighter side of like a horror film. Yeah. But she like i would be like it's not scary about any movie and she'd be like they're all scary and i remember this one did give her nightmares oh my god really (laughs) yeah audrey too is kind of frightening isn't he well yeah i guess yeah he's a mean green mother from out of space
0: yeah so for the kids out there who don't know what this movie is or why we're talking about it um it's a film it's actually it's a music well it's oh my god there's so many things here it is a musical film adaptation of a broadway musical well actually i think it was off it's off broadway it was never um, on
1: broadway which yeah. means it never qualified for tony <clears> oh
0: <throat> that's mean but it
1: made the most money out of any off broadway good for performance because it should yeah
0: but uh yeah off broadway um musical version of a film that was originally by shit what is that guy's name cult classic dude
1: <laughs> um, uh Robert. um mm-mm. oh no shit Hold corman on. roger corman right yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah bye. That sounds. I right. believe Jack Nicholson was it, wasn't he? Was he Seymour? Yeah. No, Jack. It was Jack Nicholson's film debut. It was. It's Roger Corman. Um, Roger Corman okay. That that directed it, and no, Jack Nicholson was uh, the role of the the same the, the same role that Bill Murray played. Oh, the,
0: Bill, oh, the sadist, or not sadist, the th- fetish.
1: Yeah, he the one who was like fetishizing the. The, the sadistic dentist. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's who Jack Nicholson played.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> it's a the it the, the story is uh, a store owner has issues getting people into their building to purchase their items, mm-hmm. and uh, Rick Moranis just happened to have purchased this plant, which they go into a whole song about how it magically appeared at this place that he went and got plants all the time. And uh, then he brought it into the shop. It became popular. Everybody wanted to see it. And uh, it grew um, and it consumed blood. Lots of Rick Moranis' blood. And uh, it grew and then he realized, oh shit, this thing wants other things. So he had to feed it like a human so he did it got bigger bigger and it took over and it was crazy and things
1: happened so yeah 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 so basically seymour um this is why you do the synopsis (laughs) (laughs) i like to i like to rock a nice smooth like one sentence synopsis uh yeah seymour uh has a strange and interesting plant that showed up during an eclipse um And it starts to gain popularity, which uh, gains more money, which uh, Seymour starts to gain the sight of the very lovely Audrey, who he named the plant after. Yes, Audrey
0: Um, too is named after Audrey.
1: Yeah, but his fame and fortune comes at a cost, and that cost is uh, human blood. (laughs) So he has to to choose between um, sacrificing people to the plant to keep Audrey. Or to throw it all away. To, I don't know, not be a dick. To save humanity.
0: Yeah. So, a few things here. The cast. This film has such a fantastic cast. Ellen Green. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her. Um, I wish that she was in more things. But she's
1: kind of not. Like, why not? She... <laughs> She was in that one show, Pushing Daisies, wasn't she? exactly. She was in that one
0: show that nobody watched. (laughs) And I have to say, when I saw her on Pushing Daisies, I was fucking thrilled. And she got to sing. And I was like,
1: oh, yes, thank you. Of course she did.
0: Of course she did. Thank God. Uh, And and she ended up singing um, in Pushing Daisies. She ended up singing one of my favorite songs by... um, they might be giants birdhouse in your soul which i was like are you fucking kidding me that she is singing this song right now and of course i got the soundtrack immediately because <laughs> uh, <laughs> i had to have that yeah, um wouldn't what else was i going to say the the shop owner uh rick Miranda's boss mr uh, mush Yes, he was played by uh, a familiar actor for the footsies out here. Because if you watch Moonstruck with us, uh, mm-hmm. he played Cher's dad in Moonstruck. And I was super excited okay. about that. Um,
1: who are the other Levi people? Levi Stubbs. Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops. Oh, uh, yes, he was he's the voice Audrey of Audrey, too. Audrey too. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis, uh, well, America's course. sweetheart.
0: Which, what <laughs> Steve- happened to him? come out of the woodwork dude
1: he left uh he left filmmaking he left acting when his wife died so that he could take care of his kids
0: yes I do remember that um noble cause so it's fine but um I wish you would come back your kids are probably grown (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it well, be funny if they keeps... weren't <laughs>
1: they just <laughs> that would be a movie it's a, it's a real <laughs> honey I shrunk the kids situation
0: <laughs> you know okay I want to get into that I want to get into that and I want to get into that via this particular movie um, because I was thinking while I was watching this movie that they should really remake honey I shrunk the kids <laughs> with <Why>? all the <laughs> Because with all the, like, modern technology and computer graphics that are very realistic these days, I think that particular movie would benefit from it. Because rewatching Honey, I Shrunk Kids like, oh, God, that's that's a big prop that you made that doesn't look like a broom. You know? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, stuff like that. But with... But going back to this film,
1: wait, my wait, astonishment wait, 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 pause, pause. Okay. pause, 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 because I want to keep on. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Do you remember? Does it still exist? Sorry, in one of the Disney theme parks in Florida. Oh no, is it it's Animal gone. Kingdom. It's no, gone. It
0: was, it was in um, what is now Hollywood Studios, and oh. actually. It might have been repurposed. I know what you're talking about. It's the where they have Honey I Shrunk like, the Kids where you can walk around the
1: Yeah, you feel like props. you're shrunk. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> you're amongst all the big things.
0: Which I think some of those were originally props from the film.
1: Incredible. I love it. Not even kidding.
0: Cuz that's where they would have dumped them is right there.
1: Yeah, like what else are they going to do with them?
0: Exactly. <laughs> um No, I I believe it's gone cuz I think I'm trying to think of the map that that park is very confusing even back in the day cuz it has when like it was weird... MGM yeah like cuz they originally built it to look like Mickey Mouse's silhouette from the air yeah, and then when they expanded on it it just got weird looking like one of his ears kind of got <laughs> fucked up <laughs> now it doesn't look much <laughs> like it but um what happened what happened was they i want to say where the honey i shrunk the kids section was got torn out for maybe toy story land or it's either that or it was torn out for star star wars i can't remember it was one of those two but i believe it's gone i'm, I'm pretty sure it's gone man bummer because it was in that weird spot where it's like you're coming off of where toy story the ride is still Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: behind Gramen's chinese theater it's like and then you come around and there's that weird spot where it's like a dead zone i don't know it's a it's a weird it's a weird park it's not (laughs) it's not designed very friendly for walking around and knowing where you are which I'm usually good at that, and that park's always like, wait a minute, we gotta go back this way after we've already gone this way, and so we can see this other thing. And like the Muppets 3D is like tucked back there somewhere that was awkward. Hopefully, yeah, that's it still looks there. like
1: it looks like it's Galaxy's Edge now.
0: Okay. Damn. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, the big Oreo though, I remember that.
0: Well, that's a- another thing about going- or not an
1: Oreo, it's a.
0: Uh, oatmeal cream pie
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: no joke no joke no joke so and i was gonna t- i was just about to bring this up my mom loved that movie but she was terrified that we would get shrunk and get <laughs> lost in the backyard so she would constantly buy those oatmeal cream pies just in case so that if we did shrink she would throw them out in the yard so we'd have something to eat. (laughs) And to this day, oh my god, I love those things.
1: She could just buy them in the event of. (laughs) (laughs) She had to have them on hand just in case. Like, Like you show up late because... You know, you're mo- like, you missed your first movie start time and you went to go see the next one. And so now you're running late getting home. You're getting home a little late and your mom's out there throwing real cream, cream pies, pies into the yard. <laughs> oh, I hope my Johnny oh, no. <laughs> finds a warm place tonight. <laughs> I hope he's a friendly aunt.
0: <laughs> so, um, so yeah but going so are we done with honey i
1: shrug kids yeah we can go go back back to uh, (laughs) a little shop so i wanted
0: to say i I remember watching this i don't know when i bought it on blu-ray whenever that was when it came out on blu-ray for the first time super Mm -hmm. exciting um and we'll talk about the director's cut at some point but anyway my biggest thing was how impressed i was with audrey too and i watched it the yeah. other day and had the exact st- same ex- uh, astonishment
1: i, did I could the same not thing. believe
0: that this was from 1986 and it is a puppet like how the fuck did they do that
1: how did they do that i don't know how they did that it is they, spectacular i, I could tell you Please, because that was going to be my question for you. I was just being a butthole.
0: (laughs) I was... (laughs) Because I kept thinking, like, first of all, it had to have been the most elaborately choreographed bunch of people to Mm -hmm. have to do this. Because the, the articulation with everything about this puppet, everything. And you don't see strings. You don't see hands. You don't see stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's... Yeah. It's astronomical to me how 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 much work went into doing this
1: um, uh, just like and just even like because every part of audrey it like has life in it like yeah. but i was even the, leaves. Like, the lips yeah the leaves yeah. Curl and shit
0: <laughs> like it's not just yeah. like they're like dancing around because the thing's moving it's like they're actually articulating it's not just mm-hmm. lame, and movement. they're all
1: like individually like hand-painted and, like, just like such care was, oh, was brought yeah, into the lips. Like, building. The yeah. Lips. Yeah. It took uh, 60 puppeteers. And there's, what, six or seven uh, puppet stages as Audrey grows?
0: Yeah, because that's um, another impressive thing is that there's,
1: like, multiple <laughs> there's a bunch. versions
0: of Audrey. <laughs> like,
1: God. And then you'd
0: have to remember which size it had to be for which scene. I don't know. That's just a mm-hmm. lot. Thank God I didn't make this movie because it just seemed like. <laughs> I would never have survived
1: uh, So they had um, For the largest uh, Version for the final form Of Audrey uh, They had 60 puppeteers How many? Like 60, 6-0 six Like just wow. people like m- moving All the bits around And I mean don't get me wrong That version had the little <laughs> The little the Audrey little, buds yeah. That are like ah, ah. Like, singing on it. And it's singing. (laughs) Yeah. But in order to make it look so good, they had to record Audrey at um, 12 frames a second. And then speed it up to 24 frames. Oh, wow. So anybody performing with Audrey, especially, like, a singing role... Which is Rick Moranis? Like, yeah, like that's because Rick, Rick Moranis the whole the movie. Yeah, and they, but Rick and Audrey too have like <laughs> duets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like everyone had to perform at half speed <laughs> to oh, wow. to get it right. Yeah, but uh, it like they wow. pulled it off. Like it worked. It it still works. You yeah. put that thing on twenty
0: twenty one, and it is insane how impressive that is and i have to say this (laughs) this is what i was going to say though about bringing up honey i shrunk the kids and that whole thing like that would benefit from modern technology but i don't think that having this film made in 2021 like if they did a remake of it i'd be upset because i don't think they should for one but i also don't think that they should lessen the craft of those people that did that do you know what i mean like that is impressive even today, and that was 1986. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, geez, Louise. No wonder, no wonder Frank got the job doing Yoda. I mean, come on. When I, was I then, thought you, you know what I
1: mean. right? <laughs> um. Actually,
0: Yoda probably but got him the job doing this, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, bring us the Yoda guy. Bring us that Yoda guy. um yeah yeah i remember when i was wa- uh re this for for this episode i was just smiling because it was like i'm still impressed it's and it was like i'm like oh yeah of course i still love this movie it's yeah. brilliant it's it's wonderful it's perfect love it
0: well it's also because i remember back i don't know maybe the first few times i've seen it I didn't really care for the whole Steve Martin section of it, but because yes. Steve Martin plays the dentist, the sadistic mm-hmm. dentist that beats Audrey, Ellen Green, Um <laughs> <is Yeah>. awful. <laughs> um,
1: it really is. And it he's really just, is. What, did, what does he say? He's like, got to keep him, <laughs> got to keep him trained or something. Like when he's talking to Seymour versus when he like when he's talking to Audrey, he's like, oh, hey, you're the plant guy. Oh, yeah yeah and like but then he like yells at audrey and like makes him makes her call him doctor like it's
0: just gross poor audrey yeah or poor ellen green i I love when she shows up i also she shows up with the sling but it's like this this lacy sling that's made out of the same fabric for her dress (laughs) beautifully matching and yes just (laughs) holding her dainty arm steve martin horrible douchebag um bill murray comes yeah. i
1: i hated i hated him in the first at first when i first saw it the few, first few couple times i hated the song because i didn't want to care about poisoning guppies um but i don't know i think now now I in retrospect
0: yeah like when i watched it this time i was actually engaged for the entire movie whereas before i would have been like right. bored at that point but i was like oh okay i like this um bill murray comes in as of course we've mentioned that he comes in as the guy who wants to be tortured by the dentist and the dentist doesn't like it which Mm kind of brings me to a theory that i've always had about attackers especially rapists i feel like if you just went with it and was like yeah come on take out your dick let's do this like i feel like they would probably not like that and go away well maybe if it's a man yeah, yeah. like a man trying to rape me i always felt like that's what i would do but of course if it's a lady i i don't know they might feel differently and just do it anyway i don't know so to, please don't anybody take that advice but <laughs> i just thought maybe for I, me, uh, it would work
1: i i remember a story about a dude who raped a woman but like halfway through she pretended like she was into it or maybe afterwards she pretended like she was into it and she asked him for his number and then had him arrested
0: oh that's fantastic
1: <laughs> yeah she was like this fucking guy but to have that composure oh yeah to like be like thanks dog can we do it again sometime and the odd oh god the guy being like yeah, okay sure. Why not? that works out in my favor
0: <laughs> i could finally get laid <laughs>
1: like for (laughs) real yeah (laughs) like a complete horrible monster
0: you know you he probably could have done it anyway but
1: then but then you have to wonder about like i don't know because like i would think that it's a power yeah i don't
0: i don't understand i don't i just don't understand that in general but so who knows what it is but um anyway back to (laughs) the film at hand um so i'm trying to mention all the guest spots here
1: oh well you passed over christopher guest oh, yeah, christopher guest yeah struggled. he was the first customer yeah, he to notice first... andre
0: and was like oh my god your plan is amazing yeah. let me buy
1: yeah what a roses. strange and interesting plan <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah christopher guest um <laughs> and then of course um radio dj was uh john, john candy, candy. And then later, was it? I, I'm always bad with this. Is it James Belushi or John, John Belushi? Oh, I can't remember. Wait. if it Was James or John?
1: Oh, now or Jim. I thought it was <laughs> which one? <is> it? <laughs> well, J- James is oh, okay. Jim Belushi. <laughs> now is he
0: the one that's still with us, or the one that passed away? I can't remember.
1: The one that's in the movie is the one that is still, still with us. With okay. us. And, oh okay yeah. the other
0: one i have him. i have them in my head now i can see him. okay yeah
1: yeah like the and the one that's with us you're right it was jim belushi mm-hmm. um
0: of course ellen green we've already talked about uh tisha campbell she plays one
1: of the girls that sings the trio oh, love her oh i love them uh one of the the greek chorus
0: oh 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 and i was gonna mention this musical was written By the dude Mm -hmm. who also wrote uh, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and...
1: Dudes. The dudes who did the the music. Uh, Howard Ashman and... What is the other guy's Uh, name? Alan Menken uh... or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They did like Aladdin. Yes, Aladdin was one of them. Thank you. I couldn't think of the
0: third. Now, Mm -hmm. the reason I looked them up, though, I mean, I recognize the names for sure. And I was like, well, I know they did Disney but I couldn't remember which ones. And I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping that they did Hercules, but they did not. Right.
1: No, <laughs> because yeah. Cause course? I was like,
0: Oh, this is so Hercules <laughs> in a good way.
1: Um. Oh, and the, the members of the Greek course, um, which we only mentioned Tisha uh, Campbell, Tisha, Tisha Campbell, uh Tishina arnold and michelle weeks yeah. were the other two um but they were in the film named chiffron ronette and crystal which are names of 50s and 60s uh girl oh groups. i love it i love it
0: mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a great musical in general for one thing don't know how this would have looked on stage at all i don't know how they could pull that off um but audrey so audrey too we already mentioned he was played by what's his name what's his first
1: Levon, uh oh, <laughs> levi Stubbs. yeah he has the same last i know name. but i just,
0: I'm, I'm bad with first names um, <laughs> 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 um so what was i gonna say oh like i at some point during this and i can't remember what part it was but it was towards the end of the movie um all I could think was, did anybody ask Nina Simone if she wanted to do this? Because
1: you are always going course, back to Nina Simone. Amazing.
0: But no joke, I think Nina Simone would have been an excellent Audrey too. Because she would have had, because uh, uh, technically Audrey too is, is, I guess, male. I don't know but i loved i would have loved the idea that audrey too was named after audrey so therefore sort of female but to give audrey Two the voice of nina simone well, would have been kind of spectacular because nina doesn't sound typically feminine but she's a woman and i just i don't know i just thought that would have been a spectacular idea and i don't know she, I mean, maybe they did ask when she said no. I, that's what I'd like to believe.
1: <laughs> she, uh, Audrey, well, plants are, well, I don't know about space plants, but plants in general are typically yeah. asexual.
0: Oh, yeah. Cause they have the,
1: they like pollinate yeah. themselves. Yeah. They, they got, they got all those tubes. tubes.
0: <laughs> Beautifully articulated tubes. Yeah. <laughs> By puppeteers, mm-hmm. puppeteer tools. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> they they do. Yes, sir. I yeah. I I no, no, like. No, no, he was great. I, I steps, don't want to diminish his performance. His voice. Just I, it's just like he was just. It was. I like the the, the off putting bit. Like like how when Audrey speaks, it's like such a deep like male voice yeah you know what i mean and he's like feed me
0: feed me well kind of reminded me yeah. i think the reason
1: i, I like i that think the contrast. reason nina came
0: across in my head was besides her her voice in general just would have been great but she did a song i can't remember who it was with but she did a song called fast food and it's about how horrible fast food is and <laughs> it was in the 80s and all I could think was like it kinda reminds me of Audrey too, like that I feel like I want food fast, I want fast food. Like it was just it just it would it was great. It would have been it would have been great. Um, but no, he did he did a wonderful job and obviously I don't think it just it works. But, you know, fantasy, Nina Simone. Fantasy version. Yeah. By John.
1: All right. So speaking of fantasy, there's a sequence. All right, when I watched this, I watched it streaming on HBO. I didn't go out and oh, get yeah, my disc yeah, or too. anything like that. I was like, mm, I'm gonna hit play, and one, the, like well, I have I listened to the soundtrack a fair deal. You know, it's like one of the one of the soundtracks Oops. I always go back to, Sorry. and I. Notice that I mean we've discussed the differences, like I enjoy soundtracks that are just the songs and they cut out the the talking bits and the movie bits, whereas you enjoy soundtracks that are as is, as you saw it in the movie, right? Um, generally speaking. Uh and I know that I had mentioned Little Shop before is like cut down a great deal, but it still had the talking bits that were necessary to like move the song along. Um, but I realized that the lyrics are also different in the movie, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah!" Like it's just like a different, it's like a different cut, you know. Like I, I can't remember the lyrics right now. Um, but also while I was watching this movie, there was an entire song, an entire sequence that I remember seeing that wasn't in it and I thought I was going crazy but I guess it's just a cut sequence that like just didn't make it to the final product and maybe I had watched it like on the special features or something but it was the the Meek Shall Inherit where like they do they do part of the song but then in the expanded version like Seymour sings and he talks about like um, I take these offers that means more killing, who knew success would come with messy, nasty things. And it's him like being approached by all these people with a bunch of deals and him being like, absolutely not, until he he like realizes that like, you know, maybe if he didn't do it, like things wouldn't be so great with Audrey. And so he's like, where do I sign at the end of it? and i lo- that's one of my favorite songs and, and it skipped over and i was like wait a minute now changing a lyric or two totally fine totally get that but the whole song is gone but i was just being ridiculous because you know, it was uh it was never there it was just you know, special features think, and we
0: i don't know if we've talked about this before i can't remember it doesn't matter because nobody will remember um i've talked about it before like i don't understand a lot of the times when they change lyrics when they go from a broadway show to a film or or (laughs) those damn disney live action remakes where they slightly change words and it's like why what was the point of that like i don't understand it and it's so it's it's like and i don't know how to explain uh, my my biggest example has always been nine um when they changed lyrics in nine the musical and when they made it into a film which i mean they cut i would say what 85 percent of the songs out when they made the movie (laughs) because that is like a full-on musical Mm -hmm. with very little dialogue and all of a sudden they they have like what eight songs it's like um that's not how this works but whatever
1: Um. Well, sometimes like things like that because this one also cut songs from the the now cutting songs is one thing, Uh, but But it's like for time.
0: Odd lyrics doesn't make sense to me. Like there was, and I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was one lyric specifically that bothered me so bad in Nine, where it used to say something logical and then when they made the film they changed it to like michelangelo painting his dome or something like that and i was like okay first of all you change this lyric for literally no reason i have no idea why and then (laughs) you change it to a lyric that literally makes no sense michelangelo never painted a dome he painted a vaulted ceiling he never painted a dome
1: John, you you and correcting people well, on Michelangelo—he designed
0: a dome, <laughs> like he designed the dome of St. Peter's, and then he designed it so beautifully that they couldn't alter it after he passed away. Um, but he never painted a damn dome, and it just pisses me off. And it was like, what was wrong with the original lyric?
1: Nothing. It makes no sense. Well. I would guess so what I what I would guess is that uh, when I was watching the film versus to like the soundtrack I have I just assumed that there were multiple versions of the same song and that one cut of the song made it into the film whereas the other cut made it to well, the soundtrack you know what i, I mean I mean, it's still kind of weird so like it wasn't it wasn't like it was ever like one way it was just the the way that worked for whatever whatever medium now when people are redoing a thing i don't know if it follows the same guidelines that like maybe they choose a different version with a different line or if there could be like i really want to know. Reasons i suppose for it or maybe they just want uh, to make yeah, it but, theirs you know what i mean <laughs> but not like not you're, you're such a to like
0: <laughs> i don't know how to explain it especially with the disney ones now we have gone over this many times where they're not for us they're not we, for we you but the originals so we're going to stick with those as our favorites but and the new generations so will like these but and that's fine but it kind of bothers me, especially when it's a musical situation, that you're already used to singing this particular version of this musical. And like I said, it's not technically for us. But at the same time, it's just awkward. It's like when yeah. you it's like you're in your moment, you're like Belle, the the song in Beauty and the Beast, when she comes out and, you know, quiet village every day like the one before little town full of little people like that oh, whole thing yeah you, you know the fucking words <laughs> you know what she's gonna say and then all of a sudden they're saying something else and you're like wait a minute what no what
1: what are you talking about john you you don't you don't want well, to do shot shot it remake anyway either, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only no, one that they didn't was no, like Cinderella john or you can't Malacca have a shot for, no shot for shot remake fantastic. and make people happy and you can't do um, something that doesn't honor like the original and be happy. Actually, something I really like about yeah, this, but if the lyrics about, don't need to
0: change. A... You don't need to change though. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, but you do. You do. Otherwise, it's not an original adaptation. So this movie is an adaptation of an off broadway musical of a 1960 film that was like a joke that film that film from 1960 was filmed in two (laughs) days it was a bet like uh some dude oh what's his name uh had um had a had finished shooting a film and the set was still up he was discussing it with um with roger corman and roger corman was like hey let me uh, shoot something on it and he was like okay how long do you need and he's like i don't know like a week or something i'm gonna make a film i'm gonna i'm gonna use it for two days and he's like what are you gonna shoot you can't shoot a movie in two days and he's like watch me and he i think maybe it took a, a week um or like a monday through thursday for rehearsals and then they filmed it in, in two days after uh but yeah uh corman sat down with uh, whoever he wrote it with and uh, I know they did another campy horror film together, and I can't remember either of the names, but they, um, Charles B. Griffith, they uh, they did, um, they they wrote it in a day. And it was just like, whatever, no, but when you, have not. you seen no one from the 60s? it's it's all right it's all right it's not like great um but it is like you know like a like a campy like cult classic and they um the the way this movie plays out it's like nothing like it but also just like it you know what I mean like it honors a lot of the original almost the way um, Reaper okay. Madness, the movie musical, did because Reaper Madness well, the musical that's is kind based of on Tell like, Your Children.
0: That's kind of what I was telling you, you about. Know? And so with Nine, that adaptation, because the musical is way too complicated. I think I think it works for the stage. They and when they made it into the film, they right. they took the songs that would make sense to make a remake of Eight and a Half, which is what inspired Nine, the musical. So it, it kind of made sense. I mean, and it, it mm-hmm. technically worked. I don't think anybody really cared, <laughs> except for me. Because um, <laughs> I don't think anybody ever expected <laughs> it to be made into a film anyway. So when they did, it was like, okay, well, this works. But, and I, I understand change. I, I really do. I do understand changes for certain things. Like in Aladdin, the original lyrics were changed for i think the first song because or no maybe it was no i think it was i think it was will smith's first song the never had a friend like you or whatever that song is called <laughs> horrible that i don't remember that
1: yeah he was the did James. you just say will smith that's his name right oh I'm sorry. No, I was thinking of the original. No, they changed changed lyrics (laughs) in... No, they changed lyrics in... Robin Williams.
0: Whatever. They changed lyrics. But in the the one song that they did change lyrics, I kind of got it because if you were paying attention correctly in the live action, for some reason, they never mentioned Aladdin's name. So he didn't say it or something in the song until a certain point i can't remember what it was but it was like like there was a reason that they changed those lyrics i was like oh okay well they they did that and when i heard it uh on the soundtrack originally i was like well, why did they change it and then when i saw the movie i was like oh that's why they changed it okay but um so things like that or like beauty and the beast like, that there I, were some like changes when... in some lyrics for that too that made sense for what they did in the live action but it's like the ones that didn't make sense are the the passing lyrics where it's like why did you change something that was so insignificant it didn't matter so you could have just kept it the way it was what's the difference like that michelangelo thing in the nine it, it made no sense
1: well if it was so insignificant if it was so insignificant then it sh- then it well, has the privilege it's of It's insignificant in
0: the fact that it didn't it didn't what am I saying? It didn't it didn't add anything it, it didn't, didn't add take anything, away anything
1: to the to the new production.
0: But it's like but why do it? If it may not, like who who is that would be my thing? Who? Who said, "Hey, this one lyric right here where she says like bug, I wanted to say bee." Who who thought of that? Why? why, why? I mean, that's that's uh, uh, not uh, <laughs> the lyric. That's not a lyric.
1: Well, what I enjoy about Little Shop and Reefer Madness, the movie musical, is how they keep the same heart, and you can tell that they like love and respect the originals, and all the nods that they throw in, even though. It's not necessarily um, necessary for the story. Like, for example, in the 1960 Little Shop of Horrors, there was uh, the there was a person who was constantly ordering flowers. She was a regular flower buyer, but it was because they were always for funerals because her family members were dropping like flies. Uh, and when, you know, it's just like we don't need that, you know, but like it just pops in in uh in the nineteen eighty six version just like as like a small little nod. You know, like yeah we remember that happened, like we watched it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And same for Reefer Madness, like and that was a wildly different movie. I mean they're both wildly different movies from their um original counterparts. But you know, they still like throw things in there to kinda be like, yeah, it's the same but different. Don't you worry. It, you have trouble when you just change, a little bit, and it's like you're, it's like you're trying to not leave, a safe space, you know, and it really doesn't, work out. But it, I I do I will stand by like the remakes are not for us of those Disney movies in particular, though I do think they could have just gone in an entirely different direction and still have been successful. With the new demographic, but the old demographic as well. I think they would have had a higher chance instead of trying to keep the old demographic by keeping it nostalgic enough, but not completely, you know. And I've seen parts. I saw Beauty and the Beast. It was okay. I wasn't super impressed by it. Um, The movie, the live action? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one with a—I uh, mean, it doesn't even matter. Um, but I did not watch Aladdin or Lion King. Or... Oh God,
0: I watched maybe. Oh,
1: I watched Mulan. <laughs> but I was looking for because I knew Mulan didn't have the songs, and I was like, yes, oh, like yeah. because they're going—it's going to have to be different. But it's also like they're all—they're all based on other stories. It's not like Disney even made original uh content like it wasn't wholly original they're still like based on grim fairy tales you know what i mean yeah
0: i mean that's the thing i think the early disney ones were exciting because they took those familiar fairy tales they added to them in a good mm-hmm. way and made it kind of clever sort you know what i mean and it worked now they're just yeah re- kind of repeating themselves but not in a good except for the cinderella like i said i i, I was very weird about that one because i didn't want to see it and then when i finally did i was like oh that was actually good because it wasn't like the original they did something interesting with it they didn't make it just the same shit i mean not that Cinderella shit because obviously i love it uh <laughs> but it gave it its right. own thing they didn't use the song i would have preferred them using Of course, I think they, I think they just cut all the songs out. If I'm remembering correctly, because I remember the soundtrack except for the
1: one and you hated it that it was the one.
0: No, no, no. That's the thing. In the soundtrack, they do have Helena Bonham Carter singing "Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo," but she doesn't sing it in the movie. mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like they cut it out. So I think they just, if I can remember correctly, I think they just didn't do the songs at all. But they should have used "So This Is Love" because that wasn't even sung by Cinderella technically it was just singing while they were dancing okay so what was that noise
1: what you I have the, the
0: lyric oh sorry i thought Great. i think something happened Great. in my house
1: so so joyous to <laughs> so, you know what you need
0: to stop cuz I, I was it was going to drive me nuts so in the original song my husband makes movies uh which is a goddamn beautiful song um he said she says my husband spins fantasies he lives them he gives them to you all i'm saying that so badly because i'm trying not to sing it when he was working on the film on ancient rome he made the slave girls take the gladiators home that was the original lyric so in the movie They changed it. My husband spins fantasies. He lives them, then gives them to you all. Like Michelangelo, he paints his private dome, but can't distinguish what's his work and what's his home.
1: They changed it because of the women part at the end. Yeah, but I mean... uh... Now that
0: you mention it, I kind of get why they changed (laughs) it. But, but but my issue is, (laughs) and you're going to love this, is that Michelangelo paints his private dome. What the fuck does that even mean? Besides the fact that, like I said, he never painted a dome. What is she talking about? (laughs)
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe his imagination. It's private I don't, dome.
0: I don't know. I, that's just.
1: It's kind of like <laughs> that change. All right, that change is very much like the Aladdin change from um, where they cut off their ear. Well, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric bahia at home. Well, yeah, but that was changed, to, changed like,
0: in 1992.
1: Yeah, 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 they but changed like, that
0: for the original film.
1: Right, but it's like it's the same. <laughs> it's the same idea though where they're like "Ah, oh, no 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 no." it's where it's hot and intense and like the heat is immense or something
0: <laughs> where the heat is intense and you're something is barbaric but hates it. yeah I can't remember exactly what yeah. but um yeah I don't but, but but that's the whole point about him making movies that were so realistic that he had them act the way they would in ancient times so I don't necessarily think that's and besides like I mentioned earlier who the hell went in 9 except for people that knew what the hell it was (laughs) no one
1: I mean um, you also said that about the uh the Charade remake. <laughs> oh god. You thought that it was going to be other people who loved Audrey Hepburn, but <laughs> it was just you in that audience. It was you just were a party me. of one. <laughs> it was just me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, don't get I, me wrong, it seemed like the uh the screening people also thought it was going to be a bunch of people who loved the original Audrey Hepburn charade, but uh <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. Have been <laughs> with those people. At least they yeah, knew it they, was. they were like, "Okay, so just this guy, <laughs> <laughs> just this one weird dude here." And at that time, how old was I back then?
0: Probably like I can't remember. What 16. Came
1: out. Who cares? Huh? <laughs> I said sixteen, but you know, probably forty
0: probably yeah it's last year
1: Uh, (laughs) just just a few short weeks ago (laughs) a weird weird uh
0: preview screening where (laughs) it happened many years after um (laughs) anyway so um so, yeah, I mean, I can understand your frustration with the lyric changes and the weirdness. Oh, I, oh I was frustrated. Also gonna bring up I just thought spray. I was
1: going crazy. What's I was going to bring hair up hair Hairspray
0: because um, with that, they did it differently too. I mean, except for lyric, cha- the lyric changes I'll never understand. I mean, sort of <laughs> not, not, I'm not, I'm not as forgiving about them because I don't understand why they do it sometimes when it doesn't make any sense but um like the disney ones obviously we understand why they changed (laughs) 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 but they still could have made it something more clever um anyway but um but what was i gonna say oh but like the performance in general like because hairspray they recorded the soundtrack and then they recorded them performing the songs live for the film so the soundtrack version is not the version that you hear when you're watching i like the the
1: soundtrack version
0: and i prefer the soundtrack version especially michelle pfeiffer because yes that's exactly what i was thinking about Oh my god it's the best um and she did not hit that high note (laughs) in (laughs) the damn movie and it pissed me off because i love that um but it's fine i mean but you also got to see Michelle Pfeiffer. So it was fine. Um, I fucking love her. Um, But anyway, so that was what I was going to say is that maybe they did something like that where they had recorded it, but then changed it for the film because they were, you know, performing it, performing it on set or something. I don't know, but I feel like with this, it wouldn't make much sense to do it that way. Especially if you're doing a half speed for Audrey, like
1: that well, wouldn't make much I, no. sense. No, it would make. No, I think that would make sense. I, to sing it live movies, at half speed. No, yeah, so that <laughs> so that Rick Moranis can oh. sync his mouth. Ooh. So no, so but that, I mean,
0: but he's lip syncing to a track a that's slowed down
1: right so most movies record the tracks first and then they like sing or lip sync or whatever over it while they're performing well usually and it makes sense uh but like because it was a huge deal when les mis recorded all the songs while they were filming yeah and
0: which good for you i couldn't get through that movie (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was long and the only reason anybody showed up was for, was Anne, for hathaway. Anne hathaway and
0: hathaway like <laughs> and that's honestly saw her part turned it off
1: <laughs> and her part's not big no i mean don't get me she wrong died. she she goes big she oh, goes yeah. big she's she the did whole it. thing she but i don't it. remember anybody else's story like I to be
0: honest less, i don't care somebody stole some bread who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> Go build your ship somewhere else.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean. But, but yeah. But wasn't, I understand it wasn't, why.
0: It, it was impressive. I get it. But it, it's just. It's kind of like Cats. We've talked about this. Like.
1: Did cats talk about is, cats? A, is
0: a fascinating technical achievement. But it's a terrible musical. So why would you even oh, want to do it?
1: I thought you were talking about the film. And I was like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw that. <laughs> No, I saw, I saw the version before uh, they took out Judy Dench's uh, rings.
0: Well, good for you. I don't know which no, one. I saw it was like I fast-forwarded through most of it.
1: Did you really? It I was. Did. It was glorious. That is going to become some weird Rocky Horror Picture Show classic. God, just please you don't. wait. People are going to no. be doing shadow performances of no. <laughs>
0: no you know, i can't remember his name i wish I exactly could.
1: <laughs> because it doesn't make
0: sense no i was gonna oh. say because cats like <laughs> when i saw that they were making a musical of cats into a film i was like okay I-, I can dig the special effects and the fun things and and the sets and it looks cool but could you please and this is one of the rare times i'll say this could you please change some of that music because it is a <laughs> shitty musical. It's like, ew. And <laughs> why? It's just terrible. And the only song that anybody ever remembers, and probably for a reason, is called Memory. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> the best fucking song in the whole damn show. That's what you wait for.
1: <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's also like such a sad song. Because the whole musical... For anyone who hasn't seen Cats and doesn't know what it's about, it's really about nothing. It's really um, about nothing.
0: Don't even. It, <laughs> it, well, okay.
1: It's a, oh. It's it's about the the jealousy cat, right? Or Je- the jellicle cat. Oh
0: god, yes. that fucking song! I yeah, swear to Yeah, the god. God. And, cat. And, and, is... and I will say, mm. the movie did cut that down. Thank God. Because they go on for like 20 minutes about Jellico Cat. Is a je-. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Well, By the end of that 20 minutes, you just want to not ever see the show. I would have walked nah,
1: out. I wouldn't I even see- gotten a memory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to shit on the show, but I want to see the show. Um, I'm about to shit on the movie, but I want to see the show. So, yeah, it's the Jellico Cat. And every cat we meet after Jellico Cat... Is singing about the type of cat they are, and that is the musical. A cat comes up. It talks about why it's like you know, like a grumpy cat, or like whatever, or a boss cat, or the what are the other? There's like the the shimble cat or something. Rum tum, no, the rum tum cat. Like yeah, and and they all want to be the chosen I mean, cat that dies for the queen cat for some reason i don't know they're just trying to sacrifice themselves it's like
0: yeah i can't remember exactly how it works but there is a plot somewhere in there where something's happening like they're all trying to to
1: there's get they're like the spot for,
0: for judy dench Yes. For the coveted spot of going in a hot air balloon ride, I don't know.
1: It's <laughs> they die. <laughs> Whatever it is, they're sacrificing. They're they're, they're sacrificing themselves they're, for something. Are they, are they
0: sacrificing themselves to give her extra life to live longer? Is that what it is? Oh, because she probably ran out of nine lives a long fucking
1: time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she has to make the jellical choice and decide something which like cat that. Who gives a will, shit. will go to like the heaven side <laughs> lair but,
0: but let me tell you something people don't watch it um no or I just, watch it <laughs> no I, I think the problem with that one is is that it was a dumb idea to begin with like no because it's based on actual i want to say poems by um i can't remember who But they were already well-known poems about cats by this one guy. I can't remember who it was.
1: Uh, T.S. Eliot?
0: Yes, T.S. Eliot. And, I mean, I've seen recordings of it, and all I could think was, ew, no, because I've already heard the horrible musical that somebody decided to do. Um, So I know that it's, like, already a, a thing, and it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to alter it but that's the whole thing it's like why did you even make a musical out of it to begin with because who cares For nobody fun. cares you could have just made a fun musical about cats that make that jellical choice or whatever the fuck it was without <laughs> having the damn stupid
1: songs okay. <laughs> No, 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 no. See, I love how ridiculous it is. And you know what? And like the same could be, they could have left alone Reefer Madness, but they didn't. They, they took tell your children and they, (laughs) which was already bad. And then Luck. they made it better by doing a musical. You're all you're saying is, cats tried to do the same thing and wasn't cats successful. Tried and did not <laughs> it just <succeed>. wasn't good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did I tell you? Did I tell you I got like a, I bought uh what do you call it? like a lot, on eBay of like a bunch of records so I could specifically get the uh, original nine, uh, recording Broadway cast recording because Raul Julia is amazing. And so it's everybody else. Anyway, um <laughs> because I wanted that particular one and it was cheaper for me to buy this lot of dumbass records that had a whole bunch of other things in it. And some of it was fun, like Mana La Mancha. Fine, you know, Evita with Patty Lapone, perfectly
1: fine. You know, I did but I did the <laughs> same for the ink spots. I bought a lot high- because the ink spots was there.
0: It had the highlights from cats, and I was like do I have to keep this one? Could I just tell them not <laughs> to put it in the package? <laughs> Ew. Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> and Barbara Streisand is saying memory the best. So just go listen to that.
1: Oh, geez. Homegirl. What's her name? Did I thought she did well?
0: Well, I have to say on that on that particular thing, like Barbara was always going to be my go to. Of but course. when i heard the soundtrack because I, I listened to the soundtrack for the film cats before i saw the film obviously and i was most excited about jennifer Hudson singing memory because i was like are you kidding me jennifer hudson's gonna fucking sing memory which right. brilliant but the problem with it is now not hold on don't get mad yet the problem <laughs> with <it> is,
1: <laughs>
0: is that it it is not the same impact listening to it as it is in the context of the musical. So her recording is perfectly fine, but it's not spectacular. It didn't go where Barbara's went because Barbara was singing it as a standalone song for an album. Do you know what I mean? Right. Jennifer is singing it as in context for the musical. So it's not going to have the same thing. That Barbara's has. So that's why I prefer Barbara's. But I will say, when I fast-forwarded through that movie and got to Jennifer Hudson's parts, (laughs) which is the only reason I stopped the fast-forward, was for Jennifer Hudson, because I fucking love her in general, especially as an actress. Um, I was moved tremendously by that performance. That was a beautiful performance that she did, and in the context of the film. Memory gave me chills, but it didn't do that when I just listened to it beforehand.
1: But when yeah. I saw
0: it, I was like, Oh shit, she got me. She got me, girl. <laughs> she got that snot running out of her cat nose. I was like, Oh,
1: oh her. yeah, she did.
0: She did. She, she, <laughs> they left it in there. <laughs> like J Hud <laughs> acted snotty nose and all. And we're going to keep it in that cat footage. <laughs> that was i was very impressed by that because they really did do quite an amazing job at i don't know how to explain it like they kept their performances beautifully like it didn't doing the special effects on them did not diminish the performances that they gave Do you know what I mean? Like you saw the Mm -hmm. tears running down her fuzzy face. (laughs) Like it was it was impressive. It was like, how did they do that? How is that snot still coming out of her nose? Ew! But very impressive. Yes.
1: Anyway. Anyway, back to Little Shop of Wars. We talked about a lot of movies here today. Um, It's it's true. Well, it's um, I don't know. Little Shop is a.
0: It's the nature of the beast. The beast yeah that too called audrey
1: too but that's that's another <laughs> thing
0: like like i said with the technology that they have today even doing cats it would not be as exciting to see a digital audrey too
1: absolutely not they would yeah. have to do it practical again and up the ante that... somehow which yeah. i don't know how
0: because i think yeah. they've already done it and they've done it so well that there's no point
1: yeah they're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for technology to advance further to have like some other like bit
0: i do think it's interesting because like with um was it dark crystal the movie obviously Mm -hmm. was a spectacular movie Mm -hmm. but i do think that they they went somewhere more in like they elevated it for the show that they don't netflix which i'm mad that they're not gonna do more damn it but um and I they really... mixed
1: they mixed digital and practical for yeah they the... did they did do yeah. some
0: digital work but that wasn't the impressive part it was like they took that puppet work and they elevated it somehow you know what i mean like they they really did do something exciting with the puppet part of it not just like hey we're gonna put some digital shit in there you know what i mean like, yeah They didn't enhance it that way. They enhanced it at that. And that was the puppet, the puppet show within the puppet show that they did on dark crystal. The show. Do you remember that? We're like, (laughs) they were (laughs) the puppets put on a puppet show in the show. And I was like,
1: holy shit, what is happening? This is amazing. That, yeah, that's super impressive.
0: That was spectacular. So fucking good.
1: So yeah. Elevate
0: your puppet work, people. Let's have dinosaurs that really walk across the field.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's also why Jurassic. Well, that's why Jurassic Park holds up, you know. It does. I was thinking about that too. I think I think it was
0: during watching this when I watched it the other day. It was you, you keep thinking about those things, like you know wouldn't it be cool if they got this to work this you know i I don't know how to explain it like getting things to work the way that they should but nobody ever really goes for it because they don't want to spend the money to do it like dark crystal they don't want to do another season of that because it probably costs too much but um or doing a a little shop of whores now would be super expensive because you'd have to do all that puppet work and try to make it more impressive than the time that they did it before you know but i also like the idea of not relying on digital things for for shit like that like 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 jurassic park they don't completely rely on digital dinosaurs they do have practical dinosaurs there for certain things or alien alien will always have yeah you know like things that are touchable tangible
1: which is what makes alien like so scary
0: exactly because it's it's there it's actually threatening these poor actors
1: yeah whereas when uh when digital stuff ages you you can see it and it's just kind of like i feel weird (laughs) but that's also like like 80s horror movies right it's like more practical stuff anyway and it's yeah. also, they're also ridiculous and they know it, you know, so 80s horror movies are also just think, like a delight in different there's,
0: ways. There's a lot of opportunities for, for filmmakers to do exciting things that they just don't do, like Costs practical, many. practical puppet or that kind of thing. But also like uh, Henry Selleck did with um, Life Aquatic with Steve Zuso. Like him Mm -hmm. doing all of that beautiful stop motion creature work for all the, the, the creatures in that, like that was spectacular. Like,
1: and why isn't there more of that?
0: Why are are more people not? Why don't we have more
1: fantastic Mr. Foxes? Well,
0: not, not that's not. Yes. Obviously we want more of that, but I'm saying the combination of having a live action film with stop motion puppet work or, but, not in the way that you're thinking, like not like Ray Harryhausen, which obviously he did a great job, and we all love his films. But
1: oh, but you know, more like Terminator, kind <laughs> <the> of <stop> motion, <laughs> which I loved.
0: That was <laughs> yeah. my favorite one of all of those because it was practical; it was there. Yeah, it was but a on the
1: on the flip side, in Terminator, when Arnold like is working on himself and like he's like in the mirror like doing the thing like it it looks like a puppet <laughs> it, it, it looks like rubber like when he's well, like got like his self exposed he can't have it, all. it looks it looks dated yeah not everyone can be like of Force. not everyone that's, can be audrey
0: too that's that's a certain time and place i'm saying right. with the modern techniques that they have I don't know how to explain that. I'm trying to think of something that they could do where that would be logical, but I can't think of something. I mean, there's something I would like to do, but I don't want to talk about it on our podcast. Cause I would like to save that idea for myself. Um, where you could blend stop motion, like stylized stop motion, not like this has to be super realistic stop motion. I'm saying like something fantastic, like, um, like let's, for an example, if they did Aladdin, live action, but they wanted to stop motion the genie. Do you know what I mean? Like something like that, where you're, you're having this fantastic, element, that's being done by. Stop motion or 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 a puppet, or both. But not something, you know, like Will Smith it would being have to... digitally animated
1: it would have to depend on the vibe or the intention of the director well, of course though. that's what I'm, i mean but I'm not saying you just yeah
0: slap a stop motion right you wouldn't be able there. to do
1: that for like the avengers you know no. what i mean no, right no, no no that's but it's no yeah so but what you want is also limited to just the overall vibe of films that are coming out but see i think you know what i, I mean? think
0: that maybe that's maybe that's the because it
1: that does happen uh the we are little zombies had stop motion within the True. film True. it had eight bit stuff within the film it had but i don't
0: but that's that's also kind of not yes that's good and i do enjoy that but i'm i'm saying just more, i don't know what it is something cuz the way that things are now everything is specifically made to look as realistic as humanly possible and
1: yeah you're like talking like a pete's dragon situation where instead of a cartoon dragon it's a stop-motion dragon yes
0: where um, they did a pretty good version of pete's dragon with a digital
1: dragon (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see that one (laughs) i actually really liked it uh (laughs) they did a good job with that um But, yeah, something
0: Uh, like that. But, but, again, they, they obviously, they did what worked for that particular thing. They did a realistic version of what Pete's Dragon would be like if it were real, which is fine. And I think it worked. But I'm saying make fantasy films that are fantastical, not fantasy films that are so realistic that they have Will Smith's face on a genie. Like, I don't know. Something some there needs to be more of that. A playfulness to film that they don't have anymore.
1: I mean it exists, just not where you're looking. But they also
0: <laughs> what I'm saying
1: It actually, doesn't exist in the mainstream. What I want. Yeah, <laughs> John, need to I do hear it. you. It's just that maybe you just don't like the content that is coming out. So if you want it to change, you gotta change it. It's gotta be <sighs> you. They can people aren't gonna cater to you, dog. I know. Can I just be a producer, be though? I just want to tell people The change you want to, to see do in the, the world.
0: things So I can watch it.
1: <laughs> That's not fair to those people. Yes, it is. <laughs> Imagine being like the equivalent of a Bridezilla when it's not the way you envisioned it. No, well, I
0: mean,
1: I, I don't know. You're like, this doesn't work. Change it.
0: This doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> I don't
1: know. I said fantastical.
0: I said fantastical, damn it. This
1: is just um, digital. <laughs> it's just more <laughs> digital shit.
0: It's got, Okay. Like, we okay, need a bigger okay. budget. <laughs> Almost like Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. That's that great. kind of an example of what I'm talking about. Like you did something so impressive, but you used all in-camera techniques. None of that was digital. There was no digital anything in that film which we didn't get to talk about on our podcast because that episode never made it to the air. But yeah, I was like, we
1: recorded this, didn't
0: we? (laughs) We did, but we didn't, we didn't let people hear it. it. That's what I'm talking about. Like when you can come up with something that works for the fantasy that you're doing, but it, I don't, you know what I mean? Well, you know what I mean? Because that's the example
1: it's right there (laughs) there's no
0: digital anything in that movie and that was one of the things that the studio was was like pissed about when he made that film was that he fired all the special effects people immediately he's like i don't want any of this i want these to be in camera i want it to be practical and i know how to do it because my son has been watching jean cock two (laughs) films so he already knows how to do it
1: yeah they did it Yeah, they did. That's it's a rarity though to, even, even with older films for it to be successful. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you want and you want more of it. It's just that stuff takes a lot. It takes a lot out of the crew. It takes a lot out of the finances.
0: An Akira Kurosawa film with a stop motion dragon in it. That's what I want. I want something like that.
1: (laughs) Can we have that
0: happen, please? Can somebody do that for me?
1: (laughs) I just want the Honey I Shrunk the Kids um, park back open. (laughs) I want to sit on the giant ant again and pretend like I'm eating an oatmeal pie that is uh, bigger than me. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's what I'm looking for. How small were those kids? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know because those proportions seem like that pie had to have been way bigger, right? If that well, ant was riding that big. On an ant,
0: I mean, yeah. that alone is insane. You would never yeah. have seen them. <laughs> Jeez.
1: That's right. But yeah, so let's get back to to Little Shop of Horrors and so, how incredible it is. I I, I liked when the dentist died. That's mm-hmm. all. I I loved <laughs> Steve Martin having a uh, a laughing fit. That was the part that scared me when I was when I first saw the movie. That was like I was like oh, because he's like laughing himself to death and he's like you wouldn't mind helping me would you? And he's like oh I guess you would <laughs> and just like making jokes and just <laughs> laughing until like his little. It's such – all the guest stars, all the cameo stars, I'm sorry, because in in the 80s, all these people were huge. Um, like John Candy, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, they were, like, massive stars in the 80s. Not that they're not now. I just don't think that the, the newer generations are familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, but they were all – it was like they gave them the script and was like, do your thing. You know? Like, and yeah. each one of them – did their thing with it. And Steve Martin was Steve Martin. <laughs> and yeah, he was Bill good. Murray was Bill Murray. Well, and you Steve know?
0: got to sing too. That was exciting.
1: That was exciting. And everyone, well, everyone was like a trained singer except for Rick Moranis, right? But I thought oh, I that know. he like he, he held did a great up. Job. Yeah. Because he was like a meek little, he was a meek little guy, um, and yeah, and he like he really I don't know, I loved Rick Moranis in the film when and I remember watching the special features, and the way, the director like it was there was like a a section of like bloopers and gag reel or whatever, and it's just I'm pretty sure it's Frank Oz, just watching the, the reel and just like near like commenting over it and every time and this happens anytime anyone is talking about rick moranis every time rick moranis came up he would just talk about what a lovely guy he was what a great sport what a genuine dude and everyone does the same stuff about rick moranis because he's just a genuine guy but it also sounds like he's died you know, like like people talk him up so much, like they're talking about like a memory of him, but he's still with us. Well yeah. <laughs> like he's like just... he's still popping in and out of film.
0: Is he <laughs> is he going to be in the Ghostbusters movie?
1: Oh, I hope. I hope. And the alternate ending to this movie reminds oh, yes. me haven't... so much
0: of Ghostbusters. We yeah.
1: haven't even talked
0: about that. So there I... is a director's cut on the Blu-ray that has the original ending, and yeah, it is so, fucking spectacular.
1: <laughs> the theatrical ending is the, the the story in general is about. It's mostly centered around Seymour Krelborn and Audrey, and he's in love with Audrey, like whatever. And you know she's also in love with him, but neither one of them thinks. Uh, much of themselves or thinks they're deserving enough of the other person's love. So they n- never act on it um, until like later on in the film when we discover that, you know, they, they just want each other and they don't need any of the other things, you know, they just, whatever. And so uh, when it comes down to showtime with the plant and the plant gets too hungry and he's like, you know what, if you're not going to feed me people, I'm going to eat your girl, Audrey. And, and like, which, by the way, Rick was going you, out to get him food. He didn't right? have like, to kill Audrey. <laughs> maybe he thought that if he killed Audrey, there would be nothing standing in Rick's way. You know what I mean? Of murdering. But the like, people? how did you. How like, well, yeah, um, you know, Seymour wouldn't have anything else to live for. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. But like, how do how would you think you'd get away with it? He thought too little of Seymour. You know what I mean? Seymour was about to burn that plant to the ground. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so they. Ellen Green. Yeah. And so they. uh, Yeah. So they defeat the plant. um, Because, you know, it's too much. Too big. And I love also the plant picking like just the whole the whole scene of Audrey to reaching a little vine out opening the cash register, pulling out a coin, going over to the phone, putting the coin in and then dialing Audrey's number which, which I don't knew. know how they got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but Audrey lives across the street so <laughs> Audrey too is just like on the phone creeping at Audrey, uh, like inviting her over. <laughs> it's just so it's, so, it's so much. Yes. Love it. But yeah, so they defeat the plant um, and they go and live somewhere that's green and the, and the whole thing that Audrey, uh, like a whole fantasy scene that Audrey described, her and Seymour live happily ever after. In the original version and in the Broadway play or in the off-Broadway production, Seymour and Audrey and uh, Mr. Mushnick they all die. And the plan like goes on. Uh, to like take over the world. So in the director's cut, um, or in the original, the original recording, <laughs> Audrey 2 eats Seymour and then goes off to have like more Audreys, more versions, or more Audrey Twos, more versions of itself, and they're just like destroying the world. It's like the the um the puff the puff dude. In uh, Ghostbusters, like, walking through, like, New York City. It's fantastic. And I loved the outfits of The Great Course and how it was this big, like, American scene as they were, like, singing through. It was great. But when you make a movie, um, you kind of have to screen the film with test audiences to see how it goes to make sure you're not putting out an Oogie Loves level of a flop. And so some people will require... I want to say they needed (laughs) a minimum of 50% with the test audience. And when they showed that ending, everything was going great. The film was exceptional up until the ending. where And their overall score was like a 13% of people liked it. Because... Yeah, well, that
0: thirteen percent were good
1: (laughs) because that ending
0: is spectacular. Like it's the technical achievement alone of making that ending is worth seeing that ending, and it it must have been the most painful thing.
1: It was like five million dollars. Yeah,
0: because I mean it was
1: like a five million dollar (laughs) ending. When you
0: see that, when you see that ending, you'll know what we are talking about. Yeah it's probably it's like on a YouTube or King
1: Kong, they're like on top of buildings, like swatting down helicopters it and is just so laughing. Good. They love it. And then it's the Greek so chorus good. is like, "Don't feed the plants." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's it's, it's, so it's good. wonderful, yeah. Frank Oz said something like because, you know, everybody dies in the in the play. And so he was like, "You know what I had to realize? I had to realize that um, people, all of your cast can die at the end of a play because the cast and crew come out at the end and they take a bow and things like that. But in movies, when they're dead, they like the audience doesn't get to see them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they have to suffer with that loss. <laughs> so you know, we couldn't do that.
0: It's funny that you say that because, and this is something that one of my favorite, Moments in Fellini was one of his later films, and the ship sails on. And I think I've mentioned this before, but um, you know, obviously, it's like a sink, sinking ship situation. Like this ship sinks, and everybody's dying, and <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like Fellini kind of like takes you out of it. He backs his camera up to show you his set of the boat and how it's like rocking back and forth and it's seriously impressive because it's fucking huge and Mm -hmm. it's just it i don't know for that was always one of my favorite things that he did because it was like because he has dealt with life in all of its stages like he dealt with death in in other films and beautifully poignant but in this one it, it it just felt like the right thing for him to do to kind of back it up and say hey guys I get it. This is heavy. I've just made you suffer this loss, but it's just a film. We're just making movie magic in the best way. Um, and I always love that. And I also think he just wanted to show off his hydraulic boat thing. That's,
1: that sounds about right. It sounds like a little bit more of column B than it is of column A. No, but like I, think, work. I, think,
0: I think it was I think it was no i mean yeah he wanted to show it off but i i think it was i don't know it's just it, a lovely ending that that to me feels like a, a good Fellini ending like i don't know how to explain it. if you've watched a lot of felini films you'll get it
1: oh but, and those people are listening
0: for sure oh yeah they are all those <laughs> Fellini fans are listening um he just has a poignant well like, like the end of Nights of Cabiria, which is one of my favorite endings where you know all is lost like this woman has just been fucked over so many fucking times and you still get at the ending where all these kids are laughing and singing around her and and she smiles and looks right at the camera and smiles and it's like you, you get all of it you know you you get that everything's horrible but you know what we still move on we still have to keep going anyway so yeah
1: Great film, fantastic film, great film. What would you rate it? Um, uh,
0: eight toes.
1: That's a good score. Yeah, and
0: I would say eight and a half toes for the director's cut (laughs) because (laughs) I fucking (laughs) love that (laughs) ending.
1: Which is funny because when we talked about I care a lot, I wanted no resolution. <laughs> I wanted everyone to die. Like, I wanted, I wanted a, well, I, wait, no. You did. Yeah, want her I didn't, to die. I, I, yeah, I didn't want her to die because I didn't want there to be a resolution to, to this madness. You know, but here you are wanting no resolution to this madness there is resolution the world ended because Audrey took over
0: that's that's an ending
1: <laughs> right and in I Care A Lot it, she would have just taken over the world and that's her it. company
0: still did dear don't worry no the company did not end because she died
1: that oh no no but you got you got a sense of relief when she died mm-mm no, I got a Mm-mm. sense of
0: that bitch. I want, had I want you to
1: leave oh. troubled. I want you to leave troubled because bad people just get away with things. <laughs> like Audrey too. <laughs> but in this case, you're happy
0: about the happy ending. I mean the happy ending was fine too. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I gave yeah, it eight
1: times. I, <laughs> I would give this movie ten. A ten out of ten. I have no problems with this film whatsoever. It brings me joy. Anytime I watch it, it's still as good as the first time I watched it. Maybe even a little bit better. Um, yeah, I think I, it, it, like I think every knowledge. time I
0: see it, I, I like it more. To be yeah. honest,
1: it's like that like, yeah. you're just
0: looking for wires or something.
1: <laughs> Where are they? Where, <laughs> what, what's happening? It's it's so good. I'll send you a clip of like the people. There's yes, like please. a clip somewhere of people like operating it. It's just Post like it insane. On
0: Can we post that on something? How can we post a video on our Instagrams? We should figure
1: that out. Yeah, we can, we can discuss that after. Technological. After we record. Um, so Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, what would you recommend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Don't recommend that. Uh Um, Oh, I recommend a film and I cannot remember what it's called now. Um, I mentioned it to you and I thought we should do a double feature of both of these films. Little Shop. And I want to say, oh, shit. I just watched it. I told you to watch it. Um, I want to say maybe it's called Little Adam or something to that effect. I don't remember you talking about this. Hold on. You recommend something while I look it up.
1: I, so for Little Shop of Horrors, I would recommend um, Reefer Madness, the movie musical, which is mm. another movie we've discussed, uh, as well as Beetlejuice, I think. Oh. I think Beetlejuice is another another movie that, that doesn't take itself super seriously, but still does and still has a lot of practical work within it. Not a musical the way Reefer Madness is and Little Shop is, but still... Pretty friggin' good. Which we've also done an episode on that as well. So watch those and check those episodes out. Because I also remember liking those episodes.
0: Damn it. What is that film called? What's it about? Okay.
1: (laughs) John, just tell me what it's about.
0: It is about um, a woman who works at a lab. that They develop a plant that makes people feel happy like it it emits something into the atmosphere that causes them to be happy Um, and obviously things go horribly wrong uh, and the plants are trying to take over but it's you're
1: talking about little joe is that what it's called hold on With with the cover is like like Teal, like a tealish green. Yep. Little Joe. Red, oh, oh my and... God! It
0: has my freaking sexy, sexy actor in it. How did I not remember that? <laughs> it has yeah, been talked about Little Joe. Wish all in it. Oh my God, he's so sexy. Okay. I, how so did John I not remember, remember that? Joe? <laughs> it's called Little Joe. It it is absolutely fantastic.
1: Did you watch it? No. I, I did it. not
0: it is it's spectacular it's similar you know what i mean like obviously it's plants trying to run the world like beyonce um and Hmm. beautifully photographed absolutely spectacular acting and just direction. everything about it was amazing the lighting the sets the costumes everything about it was amazing it's a gorgeous work of art and
1: and it, I highly recommend it, obviously. You can find us at <laughs> One Foot Podcast on anything and everything except for Facebook, which is One Foot on the Ground. Uh, we are on Twitter. Instagram is probably where we post things the most. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, recommendations, uh, onefoot at gmail.com. There's a Podcast at gmail.com. It's Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Dead, dead.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, uh, do all the things. Yeah, do all the
0: podcasty things that you do. Yeah, and also you thank you, you for listening to us because I think people like our show, and I'm happy yeah. about it.
1: Bye bye. Toodaloo